Hello, this is Black Country Blokes chewing the fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the moms, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. Abin, yeah, just a black country bloke, tuning the part about everything it is, mental health, disability and life in general. Here with me, Kev Dillon, and my partner in crime, as always, Lee Cadman. And we're joined today by Moon, who's a, a mind coach, who's helping people... <laughs> <laughs> mental, mental fitness, fit, mental fitness coach, <laughs> mental fitness coach, mind coach, Jedi. <laughs> a different angle is making you feel better, and I've been working with a lovely woman uh, called um, Emily Barney, and she's doing something similar, mm-hmm. but not completely the same. And it's reminding ourselves to be positive and giving it, make us realise that we have got the tools within us, and just reminding ourselves that. But before we start, we, as always, we're going to go for our gratitude list. I'm grateful. We. We had a we had a lovely weekend. It was my mother in law's birthday, so we went out for a lovely meal. Didn't went around hers. but my daughter had um, a birthday party around a, a school in Wolverley, and it's a dry ski slope. And my daughter, seven, she was frightened, so um, Daddy went up there, and she was frightened. We went back there, and I was so proud of her for having a go. Then we sat on the tube, and you know, sure job as a daddy to make sure your children are safe and make them feel safe. And she did, and she was so brave. And her friends were kind. And I was, I was grateful that so often when it's a kid's party, you go, no, nah, I'm not going. I don't want to go there. But I thought, no, go and be with her. And I was there to give her strength. And it's for those moments you've got to be grateful for, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. You know, instead of sitting on the set, watching bad TV, <laughs> be there and give someone you love courage. So I'm grateful for that memory. What are you grateful for? Well, um, Kala's new PA, she, she's been off... Um, I won't go into detail because that's her story, but she came back today oh, and I'm shit. so grateful she's come back and, and took a bit of pressure off me and my wife and look, looking after our daughter. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, what was, when these people go off through illness or or, or even holiday or time off, mm. you, you, it does bring into focus how valuable they are in your life and how much how part of the family she is now. So, yeah, grateful for Mandy today. Moon, what are you mm. grateful for? Well, I'm really grateful for the ability to travel because recently um, I'm Chinese. So recently we've been flying back to China to visit my family after three and a half years. It was so good to reconnect with families and friends. And we decided to go to Cornwall last weekend. So, you know, a trip to Cornwall just got back today. You know, this, you know, this like past two, three years, traveling was quite difficult. And it's hard to see people that when you really want to see them. Obviously, you can see them online, but there's nothing like meeting people in the same room and hugging them and talking to them. So I'm really grateful for the ability to travel again. And if you think of 2020, it's, it's in living memory. It was the other year. Mm-hmm. And there's times where we didn't think we were ever going to get back to it. I remember watching travel programs mm-hmm. and watching like a train station. I'm thinking, will we be ever be able to be in public again? Will we ever go on yeah. aeroplanes and boats and Cornwall? And, yeah, and we exactly. said, but. We took it for granted then, and we've already taken it for granted now. <laughs> we've forgotten the lessons that are only from the other year. Mm, absolutely. 
I think we are prone to do that. You know, we want to focus on the good time. So in a way, maybe it's not a bad thing. Yeah, like, moving forward, close exactly. on the future instead. You want to learn from the lesson, but you don't also want to dwell into the past. Like this time when we went back to China, I noticed there's still quite a large member of population. They're still wearing masks mm. and that's how they feel safe, you know, yeah. when they are taking the metro, when they are you know, in public transportation. And there's a lot of people around, but I guess we don't need to judge them and say, well, you know, if even if you don't believe that helps well, for them, that's psychologically is, it makes them feel safe. So, yeah, but it's, it is. And they're not bothering you, are they? So, yeah, they're mm -hmm. not, they don't, yeah, exactly. But I think it's quite interesting because that's like the residue from COVID. Mm -hmm. People are still behaving in a way, but some of us choose to move on a different way. Well, we said that at the time because with the whole mask thing, people are going, oh, you're an idiot if you do, or oh, you're an idiot if you don't. And you go, <laughs> yeah. if it makes you, like at the club, if you want me to put my mask on, mm. I will do it. If it makes you feel more comfortable, it doesn't bother me. And that bit of human interaction, that human bit of kindness, yeah, it makes exactly. us beautiful, doesn't it? Yeah. And what, even if you've got the right, even if you've got the truth, at what point does the truth matter? If you're going to make someone feel sad and upset and anxious, mm. isn't it nicer just to go with the flow? I think that, I think you definitely you are right on. I think kindness is such a word. You know, we probably you know tend to take kindness for granted from strangers. Well, especially our loved one. You know, it's like oh, if somebody take care of me and they love me, kindness is already there. But what I'm seeing is um, kindness is so needed in this society, especially in public, because. I think it's in our nature to judge people if they're different. You know, if you have tattoo and I don't have tattoo, I might judge you. Um, I've heard a lot of stories about that. But yeah, kindness is the key words here. But we said like, you know, sometimes let's say a disabled person is struggling with the door or up the stairs. Your natural instinct is to go over and go, can I, have, can I help you, sir? Or can yeah. I help you, ma'am? And they go, but Eba, she tells me to go away. Eba, but the natural, if she does or he tells me to bugger off, that's his right too, mm. but go with your first instinct of being kind. Because mm. nine times out of ten, he'll go, Thank you, or they mightn't say nothing, mm. you know what I mean? But you've done your mm. best to help. Mm -hmm. I would say, I say this quite often the four degrees of kindness. Mm -hmm. There's some people who, if someone falls over, instinctively goes over and helps them. Yeah, there's a second, Should I help them? Have if they tell them to clear off? No, I will help them. Mm. The third person, Lee, someone's fell over there, go and help them. You're right. And the fourth person just walked past. Mm. But I think that's the four basic elements of kindness. Some mm. who do it instinctively, some who have to have a moment's pause, someone who needs pointing out, and the unkind person just carries on walking. Mm. And I think when you look at that in society, you see it everywhere. And sometimes that, should I help them, we've almost been conditioned not to be kind in case they take offence. Yeah. Whereas probably that person isn't going to take offence, they'll go, thank you. Like when you see a mother with a pushchair trying to get up the stairs and you just walk by and pick it up, the end of it, and just help someone. That act of kindness stops them from struggling. Mm -hmm. And we see that also in our relationships. Yes, absolutely. I heard a lovely saying once. It was, um, if you try and move the sofa on your own, it's almost impossible. But the two of you can move it anywhere in the house. Mm -hmm. So when we start working together, anything's possible. Mm -hmm. Don't struggle on your own. And if it is a relationship, if one's struggling while if one's just sitting there, it's destined to fail. Mm -hmm. You work together as a team. Mm -hmm. And more we do that as a team, as a community, further we get in life. Mm, absolutely. That's very beautiful. And I think also about kindness is, to me, I think the authentic kind of kindness is you don't respect, you don't expect anything in return. No. 
you know, when you help people, um, you're not waiting for them to pay you. <laughs> so that's yeah. not kindness. And you do that's get paid for it, don't you? I think uh, you need to recognise that actually helping people makes you feel good. And there's nothing wrong with of that, course. you know. Um, it's very addictive. Yeah. yeah, that's it. But, but a bit of gratitude goes a long way. Mm. That hasn't got to be you've got to buy me flowers or just no, every so often. It doesn't got to be anything at all, like no. I say. It just makes you Acknowledgement. feel better, better that yeah. you've done it. Yeah. Right. But don't be frightened to acknowledge someone every so often. Like every time my wife makes me dinner, thank you, Kate. Or, you know, if, you know, you have a lift, thank you. Acknowledge yeah. the kindness that's been given to you. Because once it's gone, it's amazing how much of a hole it leaves in your life. Yeah, exactly. Have you guys heard of the love languages? No. Uh, okay, so because you talk about gratitude, I think it's really interesting. So you can, you can take this assessment, it's very easy, but it identify what your love language is which is how you interpret love or care. Mm. You know, love is a bore yeah, language. Yeah. So for somebody, it could be, like you said, a words of acknowledgement, like, well done, Kev, well done, Lee. And you feel like, ah, this person cares cares about me. It could be acts of service. So maybe you are more of a, you prefer people to do things for you, like, you know, help you move furniture, for example. And it could be small, tiny gifts, like flowers. So actually knowing your partner's love language, will help you to go a long way because you might be you might be saying things yeah. uh, another the last one is about physical so maybe it's a hug maybe it's like a yeah. tight squeeze of the arms but yeah i think for me that's really interesting and i talk about this with my clients a lot and sometimes it's helpful to know what other people's love language is and it, at work maybe it's not called love language but it's really about appreciations right so how do you show appreciation to your staff Sometimes when you say, well done, maybe that doesn't register with that person. But if you buy them a small coffee and say, well done, you know, mm. they will they will interpret that and they will recognize I, it. I had a conversation similar to that with my business partner about um, bonuses because it's a, in the same principle. Someone's done well and, and um, a lot of time there's a, a cash bonus, especially in sales, there's a cash bonus yeah. for them meeting mm -hmm. those targets. Mm -hmm. And um, some people really motivated by that yep. but other people actually it's uh, they're, they're happy with how much they're earning anyway and there's no extra motivation to earn that but mm. maybe it's i need a we'll give you an extra couple of days off a year or we'll do the you know it's finding that motivation for people to help them yeah to achieve exactly. more isn't it exactly and yeah. with your love languages did you say how many times you go well he knew i loved him or she knows, I do, yeah, well, I'll go away, work every day. What else can I do? That's, but it's, mm. The act of words isn't to everyone's thing. And exactly. you'll see people and they go on the deathbed and you're thinking, my dad tells me every day he loves me. You know, if anybody tells me too much, like I do with my daughter, like I do with my mm. friends. Mm -hmm. But some people say, you know, my dad never told me he loved me. I knew he did. And he did in his own way. Mm. But, and I think once you can realise, as you said, well, how is he or she mm -hmm. trying to communicate with me? That mm -hmm. that eases the wound. That that goes, well, you're right. Did he give me a roof? Or he, every birthday, he got me mm -hmm. a boxing glove or whatever it is. <laughs> but that was his way yeah. of showing. It's, it's just certainly made me think. I think now of what, what my wife is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you, you can do. ask her to take the uh, take the assessment. It's yeah. called, sorry, it's called the, the love language. It's very if you just Google it, it will come up. Yeah. It's very very popular, but that's just like um, references, right? Mm. Obviously, you have your own language communicating with your partner, and as you grow, as you've been together for a long time, that also evolves. You know, it could be something else. You know, ten years from now, but yeah, I think that's really important because it's recognizing that's another human being 
is very different from you. Maybe something that you think is great doesn't mean that it's great for that person.、Mm. So it's understanding the other person, and also it's I think it's kindness.、Mm. It's trying to understand them. I think that's that. A lot of my life evolves around that word. How I parent my daughter. How I parent. How I coach at the club. I said there's two rules. We've got to have good manners and we don't like bullies and we, we're kind to one another. And that's just a, a basic thing of the lines A B C. And I think that in that lovely way, bullying has got so many different languages, doesn't it? Racism, intolerance, homophobia. I went,、mm-hmm. don't be nasty to people, don't bully people.、Mm-hmm. Everyone's got to be valued and manners. Be polite to one another. Take people's feelings into consideration.、Mm-hmm. And a lot of religions and faiths are built around that, yeah, aren't absolutely. they? Absolutely. Be kind. Be good. Don't steal. Treat people how you want to be treated. And it, these are simple, basic, but so important morals and fundamentals.、Mm-hmm. They can e- easily step away from.、Mm. But without those things, everything crumbles. Absolutely. Yeah, I can imagine when bullies. I'm thinking about bullies. Um, I'm pretty sure this is. Don't call me on this, but I read, and I believe it myself. Is、um, whoever bullies, they have been bullied in their、mm. life. So they probably come from, you know, a violent family, or they were bullied by other people,、um, and they have to take it out. You know, that kind of pain they will take it out for on another person. But yeah, I think also probably lacking of role models in、mm. their life because they don't they don't know how to. Or good role models, they've got a role model that just might <laughs> not be the right.、One. Yeah, exactly. And you're taking your frustrations out on someone else, you know, and it's it's、uh, also learned behaviour as a child. If you、be. if you see yeah, that, it's I mean. it's yeah, you you、exactly. copy what you've done before. So, man, tell us about being a Jedi, then. <laughs> tell us about it. How I'm going to communicate now, and you will tell what I'm thinking. How did、um, you get into it? To tell us what it in, involves. Yeah. So my,、um, I wouldn't say my specialist, but I really. You know, I'm really passionate about mental fitness because I'm not. I'm sure you know. As a boxer, you know this. You can train、um, your body very well. You can tell your body what to do. Your body probably won't just get into a shape organically.、Mm-hmm. Maybe when you're 20 years old, I don't know. But you know, you need to train your body. You need to build the muscle. It's the same as your brain. It's、mm-hmm. the same as your mind. You don't just wake up and feeling great. I mean, that's that's really good. But I think in life we are bound to have so many challenges. Um, adulting is very hard, so you re- really need to train your mind. Various way it could be exercising, it could be meditation. For people, it could be boxing. For other people, it could be baking. But I think you need to intentionally train your mind, and that's what I help my clients to do. A lot of the time, we focus on building healthy habits. I'm not talking about diets, and I think diets is very important. But you know, my role a lot of the time is. Working with individuals and teams, and really understanding—you know—we talk about this already. What motivates them? What are their purpose? You know, what are their values?、Mm-hmm. Where do they feel seen?、Um, what really makes them happy? And a lot of the time, we forget that creativity is very important. So we're just working all the time, and then all of a sudden, it's like, wow, I just feel really bored. You know, things don't fulfill me, don't satisfy me. Yes,、yeah, so、all of those things.、Um, In a nutshell, I help my clients to just pay attention to their mind, and most importantly, just be present. I love how you start with feeling grateful because that's how you bring yourself back to this present moment, right? It's like, oh, you know what? I have at least one thing to be grateful today. You know, I'm not doing too bad. So gradually, as we have this habit, as we train our mind, we become more resilient. And when bad things do happen, which I'm sure it happens to everybody. 
you have kind of like a resources where you can tap into. You can talk to people. Maybe you go for a run. You know, maybe you sit down and just be with yourself for thirty minutes. There's different things you can do. Bring yourself back to the balance. And what I've learned is like sometimes you go like, "How was your week? How was yesterday?" And you go, "Oh, it's pretty terrible." And you go, "Why?" And you go, uh, "I had a car accident." And you go, oh, wow. "I go, okay, but that was one accident. Were you all right?" Yeah, yeah. And then you break it and you go, "That was one idiot who crashed into us." Mm. But before that, we'd been to the park. We'd, we'd fed the ducks. The sun was out. We'd had a lovely dinner. Right? Okay, that incident was bad. Mm-hmm. But was it the whole day was bad? And it's breaking out, and you go, well, no, mm-hmm. and it, it was an accident, and we were okay, and the insurance will pay for the car. And before, and it go, well, actually, it wasn't as big as the the first negative that I just want to project. Yeah. Break it down. It's just one small incident from another was great day. Mm, exactly. But that takes training, doesn't it? Because you can't. Yeah. Ju- Some exactly. people, I guarantee, are a lot better at it. But I mm-hmm. wasn't that person because I I'm very easily get in the rabbit hole and did it. You go and stop. We're safe. Today's another good day. Mm, exactly. Yeah. But it's like with press ups. You don't just start doing 100 press ups. You have to start with one. You have to mm-hmm. fail. You have to, <laughs> then you build and build and build. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what well, it's been a, a, I'm going to say it again, a mind coach. <laughs> but training <laughs> yeah. that brain, that muscle yes, into exactly. being more positive than it is negative. Yeah. And I think it's also acknowledging that, you know, bad things has happened to me. Right. Mm. So if it's an accident, then, you know, you need to look into trauma because trauma lives in your body. So that 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 shocks, you know, that you take when you have that accident, even though it's very minor, Mm. your body might still remember it. So it takes time for you to kind of let it go. Mm. You know, in um, in the animal worlds, um, when uh, let's say a gazelle, they get attacked. But they escape from a lion's chase, you know, just making this up. But if you if you observe them, they shake themselves. Mm-hmm. Like they will severely shake themselves after the, the chasing. They escape, so they shake themselves and then they return that balance. So that's why I think boxing, dancing and things like that is so, so therapeutic for our body. Because it helps us out to process those feelings. Mm-hmm. And that's why people find it, you know, so addictive as well. Because after you sweat you have a good workout, you feel so much better because you are able to bring back these equilibriums of your body. Mm. Yeah, you do. You, you There's a, there's more clarity, I think, in your mind after, mm. you, after you've worked out. And obviously you get dopamine hit from from, yeah. from exercising exactly. as well. Exactly. And, and as you said with trauma, it, you can be traumatised over simple things. If someone's taught you at work, how can, it hasn't got to be a, a major trauma. Hmm. But you can carry it with you, can't you? If you don't empty the bucket, empty that stress bucket a little bit. Yes. These little things build up, build up, and then next thing you're shouting at someone in the supermarket, or you're yeah. kicking off with your husband or your wife, and you go instead of resolving it and going out of ten, ten being the worst thing, one being nothing. Because it's only a four, but it's yeah. done me head in. Yeah. So let's just get rid of it and move on from it. Acknowledge it. Don't drown in it. Exactly. Yeah, it's easier said than done. It <laughs> it's always easier. But that's to why say you're trying that muscle, yeah, isn't it? And it, exactly. get, it? and it does get easier the more you train that muscle and, and 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 leave it, I suppose. Yeah. So having a routine, I think, is really important. Mm. Like everybody have their own routine, whether they know it or not. Having some habits that helps you building this container or this, I always like to say, like a toolbox. You know what helps you to relax a lot of people don't know how to relax um they might say well i just have a pine (laughs) that's not actually you know it's not i mean yes that kind of relax you but 
if we're talking about working on trauma, if you, for example, if you have a major breakup with somebody, mm. it's a very traumatic time. And I guess as men, maybe the advice will always be just get over it, you know, yeah. things like that. It's not really that helpful mm. because this, this human being is hurting, you know, no matter how the relationship ends. So how do you bring yourself back to that balance? What do you do? You need support. You know, you need people to talk to. You might need to see a therapy. You might need to join some boxing, <laughs> join a boxing club. But um, so as a coach, that's what I help my clients to do is find those routine and find those balance. What makes him happy? And I, I say, like, we fall back on our habits, whether they're good habits or bad habits. You know, when, when I'm in times of stress, like, if I'm into a healthy place, I'll go to the gym, go and see Kevin Lee or go in for a run or... But if I've got my bad habits, you drink, you drugs, you whatever, mm. you fall back on habits in bad time. So yeah. it's trying to build up the good habits mm -hmm. in the good time. So I fall mm. back on them in the bad time. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's very powerful. But it's, it's easier said than true. But it is. But more habits I create, the better I've got of resilience, haven't I? Yeah. Exactly. It's also rewiring your brain, literally, you know, it's rewiring your brain to recognize what is actually good for you. Um, it's like eating, you know, if you always eat junk food, you your brain only recognize, you know, the feelings that you have um, when you, I don't know, have lots of sweet stuff, you know, and obviously there's lots of things happening in your brain and you get very addicted to it. And like you said, when bad things happen, you will probably automatically go for that. Like I will just eat chocolate and that's it mm. but if you train yourself and if your body recognize the nutritions and you know the, the good things and then i'm not saying that you should only eat good things that's mm. not what i'm saying but it's really about training your palace and training your brain and that's how we got emotional intelligence isn't it mm. i'm going down this path before mm -hmm. i go all the way down it let's change course let's go back to doing what makes me feel better now i can have a drink i can have a good blowout i can have a good blowout and a dirty <laughs> kebab and you know but that's that's all right maybe that's what the doctor orders but if i go back to doing that all the time i am going to feel sluggish and bad yeah. so i'm aware i've had that's out my system now let's get back to feeling good mm. yeah and i oh. think people need to realize what feeling good means mm. yeah so if people has never have a routines of exercising they might not actually know how good it is to have a good sweat or you know, even if your muscle is really sore, you still actually feel good. Um, your body becomes stronger and stronger. And during that process, when you feel stronger, when your body feels stronger, you are, you actually feel more confident, right? You're like, ah, you know, I was able to pick this five pounds and I was really struggling with this dumbbell, but now I can do 20 yeah. and it's a lot easier and my body recovers quicker. And this is how you build confidence. It's mm -hmm. the same as, you know... Um, I remember when I first started to meditate, I got so frustrated because I'm like, wow, you know, my mind is going everywhere. I'm thinking about constantly, what am I going to have for breakfast? You know, <laughs> the, the emails I did not reply. And then um, after just really listening to a meditation teacher, going for different kind of retreats, I realized this actually is not about stopping your mind because you will never be able to do that. You know, you're, you're, you are not brain dead. Your brain is going to be very, very active. But it's just recognizing, ah, you know what? My mind is wandering. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. You know, being kind to yourself. Like, okay, I'm not bringing that great. Now let me come back to my body. You know, I'm breathing. Or my, 
you know, my chest is rising and falling and that kind of thing. And I think that black and four is actually really helpful because when you are feeling anxious, now you have a tool to regain this control of your mind. Like, okay, I'm feeling conscious. Okay, how am I breathing? Is my breathing all over the place? Oh, let me take some deep breath. You know, it, it's really actually quite simple. But if you master this technique, um, I guess in general, you just become a little bit calmer. Well, saying that, um, I did uh, counselling years ago, and and um, one of the first questions she asked me is, um, I haven't told you back so, but my youngest daughter quite severely disabled, and she's and especially early in her life, we were in hospital in quite some serious situations mm -hmm. with her, mm -hmm. um, and I've come out of those and and led me to counselling anyway from there. And she is, and and I, I was reliving an experience with her, and she asked me one question. She said, "Did that make you feel?" And I couldn't answer that question because I'd never stopped and slowed down to think about that. And even even with exercise, I've exercised for years. I've boxed for Kev and, and done all that good. But I've never I never used to stop and finish the session and give. Well, how are you feeling about that? Do you feel good? Do you feel that? You know, I'd never done mm -hmm. that before. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until she asked me that question that I realised I didn't do that and I didn't do it with anything. So now I do. I appreciate when, any, even if it's a, a, a bad feeling, I stop and appreciate, actually, well, you're doing that now, and that's what it is. Or if it's like finishing the treadmill today, I thought, actually, I feel good again now. Mm. I feel, you know, and I wake up in the morning, I feel good. Um, so I think sometimes you've got to stop yourself and, and, and yeah. stop in that moment and go, well, how, how do you feel about what's just happened? Exactly. Wow, that's such a powerful message. Absolutely. And it's, it's what I said, you know, it's about being in the moment. I know it sounds really tacky, but actually that's exactly what life is about, right? Mm -hmm. It's this little moments that you have, recognizing, acknowledging, and this is where your self-awareness is built. You start to be aware of where your emotions are going. Um, I think we automatically react to things, right? I don't know if you, um, you have this experience, but sometimes people say, especially like partners, they say certain things and it really triggers you. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I'm so angry when he said that. So I think to me, now I realize something in me is rejecting that. So having the ability to pause and go, hmm, I'm really pissed off with that. Mm. Well, I wonder why. It could be anything, but mm. yeah, the yeah. more you pause, realize that, the more you can literally be in control of your emotion so that when people... People might scream at you or they say nice things to you, but it might not affect you because mm. you know exactly, you know, where your emotions is and how you can regulate yourself. But that's it. It comes with age. It comes with experience. <laughs> yeah. It comes <laughs> with the the wanting to be better as well, I think. Mm. If I've always done what I've always done, I'll always be where I am. And it's that thing, well, how do I become a better husband? How do I become a better father? How do I become a better man? And... The knowledge for that and the desire for that makes you better, doesn't it's, it? It's more like how do I become happy? Oh, become mm, happy, yeah. and how do I stay happy? And mm, what yeah. I, what am I doing that's making me feel good? Now? And my, mine is knowledge, having these wonderful guests on, and then I go, "You might be, you know." Or mm -hmm. I, I had a lovely thing about parenting. You know, my daughter. You know, Daddy's proud of you. And and this woman, she said, "Well, how about when Daddy's not there? Will she get a comfort from other men? How do I make men happy?" And it was, mm. you're right. Are you proud of yourself? And sometimes you go, oh, I don't know, Daddy. And I go, are you proud? Are you? And you go, you know what, Dad, I am. And I thought, mm -hmm. if you have that self-pride of, mm -hmm. I've achieved this, I'm not doing it for a man, I'm not doing it for my father, I'm not doing it for my mommy, I'm not doing it for, you know, I've, I've done a good job then. Yeah. I've enjoyed yes. myself. And in that lovely way to mm. try and frame things in your mind. And yeah. what makes me happy is that I've got a job, uh, 
a pay increase or is it because i've gone on holiday or is it it's my my happy place when i used to do hypnosis used to be mm. on a beach in Lankawi with the orange sand and the sea. my happy place now i've been on my city under my blanket with my girls my wife <laughs> and my daughter and how your mind changes mm. and sometimes thinking the only person who's ruining today's you for being a grumpy git you know just <laughs> live in the moment with the people you love more than anything mm. and it's changing that narrative in your mind mm -hmm. maybe what i've got now is enough and we just build on this yeah there's no maybe mm. what yeah. you have now is enough yeah <laughs> that's really powerful and even your own mind what i enjoy is thinking well, i'm a very clever git you've often got the tools and resources in yourself but it's when doubt kicks in and I bet that's what mm. you do so well. It's going, well, you've got the answer. Just be brave enough to believe your own hype. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think self-doubt is, is one of the things. So um, in the work that I do, we talk a lot about imposter syndrome, which is yes. this feeling that who am I to, you know, to take this job, to get this pay rise or, you know, to have a voice in the conference, um, in the meetings, who am I to share my ideas my idea is not the best ideas other people's ideas is always better than me um i think a lot of them is upbringing you know we might have parents or caregiver that they meant really well they don't want you to become like a brag you know they want you to stay humble and work hard they might say things to, to kind of like keep you in check in a way but that becomes our own language you know we automatically criti criticize ourselves before anybody criticize us so we become our biggest critic you know um if we make a tiny bit of mistake you know we we say the nastier things mm. um to ourselves but if you think about it actually that's not very helpful because you wouldn't think about the thing that you say to yourself you wouldn't say that to your daughter you wouldn't mm. say that to somebody that you truly love so why do you say it to yourself and i think that's a really interesting you know topic so what i usually do is exactly what is have this little celebration celebrate yourself little things like oh today sometimes um, I have some really um, interesting one you know my client would say things like I got up and I you know I washed myself and I went to work that's it that's enough you know I am proud of myself for doing that because we have bad days sometimes it could be I ran a marathon of course and I don't know if you noticed this but people who regularly run marathon they just think it's yeah like, it's a piece of cake like oh 26 I miles you know. i just ran a marathon i'm like wow you know you should definitely celebrate but not celebration it could be just a simple recognition it's like you know what well done me mm. i ran a marathon um i recently worked with a client and she she's like oh i'm preparing for my um chicago marathon and she did london marathon last year and then she shared with me she had a very um severe post what is it postnatal like when post you get depression yeah postnatal depression so she showed me this trophy that says you know reason to be alive and i was incredibly touched you know i actually cried because i think to i think to her that is such a pivotal moment right from somebody who's severely depressed to go ahead and run a marathon it's an amazing achievement so i you know I make sure that she knows how proud you know that moment should be and celebrates with her but i think those moments are really important don't just go through the motion you know mm. really spend time to think about yeah it. and don't seek the validation from someone else do it from it's about within. yourself yeah yeah and exactly i would say that enjoy the good times and deal with the bad and mm -hmm. often we don't we we breeze through the good times because we don't know it's going to get bad and then we dwell on the bad times 
we did in the wrong order. Mm-hmm. But when it is a good day, enjoy it. Whether it's, I don't know, the sun's out or whatever it is, you know, everyone who's listened to this, you know your good day. But when you are having one, sit and go, I'm winning today. And when it's bad, <laughs> put down on your gums, you'll be brave and you'll get through it because you've got through every other bad day. That's why you're still here. Mm-hmm. You're one of the people who survived the bad days, fought hard, and you still here. So give yourself credit for that. Yeah, give yourself credit for that. Absolutely. Yeah. And what things are you aiming to do now? Because you do a lot of it online, don't you? Yeah, so I work with companies. Um, I do a lot of B2B trainings, facilitations. Um, we have a system. So we take people through a systematic seven weeks training. So each week there's a topic where people go through. It's a very um, systematic um, there's a structure there and also there's an app so you can use the app every day to do you know like a Jedi training <laughs> to take so the app forces you to take breaks throughout the day which I think is brilliant and I have lots of people say like you know it's just another app you know I'm already addicted to my phone and I'm like when you are on the phone what do you actually do you know you are browsing TikTok videos mm. how does that help your mental health actually maybe it's not good for you um, so the app is aimed to break your um, routine so you take two minutes you know every three hours you take two minutes and you breathe and you go through the exercise also at the end there's a journaling exercise it's just like one or two questions very simple it could be as simple as what are you grateful for today what do you notice um because as we go through the motion throughout the day actually there's a lot of things happening here if you take just one minute to think about it you might be surprised, you know, there's some moments, there's some moments that you wanted to celebrate or there's some moments you simply wanted to just let go. So yeah, I worked with um, individual clients and also companies to do those trainings. So you're saying then, I remember someone saying, there's a difference between being busy and constructive. Yeah. So when you're studying for your your exams and you read it and read it and it's not going in, sometimes put it down, have two minutes rest, go for a walk, do whatever, and then come back to being constructive. And sometimes we get that mixed up, going, but I can't rest, I've got it all to do. Well, sometimes that rest is the important bit. Mm-hmm. Stop, go and make yourself a coffee or a cup of tea or go for a walk, shrug the dog, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. come back mm-hmm. to being constructive. Yeah, exactly. and everyone does that with physical fitness, don't they? Yeah. You, you know, if you want to build muscle, yeah. rest is actually the key component to it. Well, in, in boxing, you have two-minute rounds or three-minute rounds and a minute off. You need that minute off to get your hair back in, sit down and ding. But the thing is recovery, it, it's not out. Fitness is built on recovery. How fast I can recover, fitter I am. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And that's the same with your mental fitness, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And not having, not taking any break is definitely, it's not very, it's counterproductive, you know. And there's different apps that's stopping you. You know, I know my, my clients use them. Um, sometimes a good old timer <laughs> It's very helpful. You know, I set a timer for 45 minutes. When the timer goes off, I stand up and I drink some water. I look at the plants. I look outside. Um, and exactly like you said, sometimes I deliberately will go for a walk because I live on the canal, along the canal. I go to the canal a lot. And that's my happy place. You know, you, you, know, you say set a timer. I think um, setting the timers as well gives you focus within that time. So yep. if you're doing, if you've set your time for 30 minutes, your focus for that 30 minutes, knowing yeah. you've got that break coming yeah, up. Exactly. Yeah. And when the timer goes off, you do stop. <laughs> You're yeah. like, just another five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That doesn't help. But it's that, can't also, it. that <laughs> also gives you discipline now, doesn't it? After yeah, 30 exactly. minutes, I've got to be done. Because if it's, and we all, do, you know, especially in lockdown, it's like, 
you're watching something being on TV or YouTube. It's 11 o'clock. Oh, but I'll, I'll watch this. I'll have another can. Oh, it's 12 o'clock. I'll have another can. <laughs> and then you're thinking, oh, bloody hell. I might as well stay away. Well, you know I mean? <laughs> but you're just thinking, all right, then. Time over. Let's get on with it. Let's go and move mm. on to the next thing. Yeah, sometimes self-care is tough love. It really mm. is. You know, it's being being able to say no to yourself. Mm. You know, like, yeah. Well, I heard that with parenting. The two things we should teach our parents, uh, teach our <laughs> teach our parents, uh, teach our children, the art of no, because no, you can't have everything, even if it's 50 pence or whatever, and the art of being bored. So when we're bored, our mind's <laughs> got to create things. We haven't got to be looking at a device all the time. Mm. Sometimes look out the window, how many red cars can you see? How many great sonnets, movies, plays will never be written because you were scrolling, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes yeah. have her own yeah. independent thought and build on that. And that's, yeah. I think that is a great lesson. Mm, Learn okay. to be bored and see where your mind takes you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the devices, definitely. It's, um, I'm really grateful I did not grow up with devices. Oh, yeah. Mm. So we were able to entertain ourselves. Yeah. You know, we go out and we play and we build things. Um, ride bikes on the street and things like that. Mm. But nowadays, when I look at, when I look around, it's true. I think kids are, even when a very young age, my cousin has a two years old daughter, which I just got to meet recently because mm. she was born during COVID. She's two and she's really fluent with the phone and tablets already. She knows, she even, yeah, she deleted things so my nan couldn't <laughs> use them. <laughs> and she's like, what's happening to my phone? I can't use it anymore. You know, they are so intelligent and they learn mm. so quickly. But then it does make you think, you know, um, how do they how do they live without the phone mm. how do you it's a, there's a balance to strike with mm. it isn't there because ultimately technology is taking over the world and there's only going to be yeah. more and you're only going to use it more yeah um but also you do need those times where it's not not around you and you you you, exactly. you, you can learn how to cope with your own thoughts as well and socially and in um, social intelligence yeah how you read a situation because hey, we're talking now there's body language voice tone mm -hmm. all these things Whereas a text message or an email is completely different, isn't it? Mm. But seeing that my shoulders are slouched or I'm not looking at you, going, Are you okay? I'm fine. Your body, your voice, everything is telling me you're not fine. So mm. let's talk. And you learn that mm. by being around human beings, don't you? And exactly. even if you're an introvert, extrovert, I think in the lockdown, you go, Well, I don't see no one. But the mm. fact that you couldn't see anyone made even the, the biggest introvert lonely and yeah. wanted to go out. Yeah. And connection is so important. You know, mm. we are wired to have, to want to have these connect connections, right? We're tribal animals and, you know, we're so used to living in tribes and, you know, mm. my tribe is better, you know, than the other tribe. Yeah. Um, but I think connection is probably one of the elements that is so missed in during lockdown. That's why people are really struggling because they don't have those concrete connections. Yeah. And I think, your connections with your relationship, your work colleagues, your community. We're only as weak as, as the, we're only as strong as the weakest link. Yeah. And I think as people are striving to be more on their own and more selfish, you're forgetting the greater good. If we are mm -hmm. stronger together, then we can do anything yeah. for, for numbers. Yeah, I noticed, you know, you mentioned about community a couple of times. And I think that's something I, I definitely realized this. Um, when I moved to the UK, the mentality is is very, very different. I think 
in China, obviously there's pros and cons when it comes to community um, mindset. It's, it, it will be a lot easier for people to recognize, like in terms of family values and community values, people will always think about the bigger picture, like what my actions, what does it mean to my family, to mm. those around me? What does it mean to the community? Um, but I think individualism is more celebrated in the West where people are like, I want to be unique. You know, I want to do my own thing. And mm. it doesn't matter what other people think about me. I think there's a balance there, right? You yeah. don't want to be the sheep and you just always do what other people tell you. But on the other hand, it does help when you think about like what you said, you know, my action has an impact on those around me. Um, and how do I help the community when I can? I think those things are, you know, as the kind of balance I'm really looking to achieve. But once again, it comes back to as we started the conversation, that we're going back to the very start. Kindness. Hmm. I'm going to do what I can for me and mine, but I'm going to do it in a kind manner. There's enough food on the plate without eating off your, there's enough food on the table without eating off your plate. I think you could say there's enough food, there's enough food around to share everything. Well, there is. Hmm. But I said there's enough food on this table without having to eat up people's plates. We can mm. all feed here. So let's, there's a banquet, let's all enjoy it. Mm. Without being spoiled from pinching your mashed potato when you're looking over. <laughs> you know, but that's how the world is. We can all get there together without being spiteful. Mm. Mm. And it's just a simple little thing to remind yourselves. If we're all kind to each other, we'll all get there. But if we're all tripping each other over, there's going to be some people left behind. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. when people say to me here, Kev, how do I give back? I went, never give back. I gave, you know, I, I gave it to you because I loved you. So give forwards. If you're always giving forwards, <laughs> there's always someone there who needs love and who'll get love. And as long as he keeps giving forward, there'll always someone be having love. Mm. And mm -hmm. it's how it's the same thing, but changing the narrative. Don't give back because I did because I loved you. Repeat the cycle. Mm, definitely. And I said in the lockdown, the only thing we need now to be more contagious is kindness. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely agree. But Moon, how can people find you if they're looking out for you? Uh, so I'm on, on LinkedIn. My name is Moon Lee. Also, I have a website. It's lunacoaching.com. So Luna Coaching is my trademark. It's my logo. So yeah, you can contact me there. And I am on LinkedIn as well. Well, before you go, we always like to ask our guests, have you got any quotes or sayings that have helped you get through life? My favorite quote is from Ram Dass. Uh, and he says, we are all walking each other home. Yeah. That's my favorite. Because, That's lovely. Yeah, because home place, home means different things, but ultimately, exactly like what you said, Kev, all tonight, um, it's about helping each other to achieve a common goal. And we are, we're not just existing individually. You know, we do need our community. We do need our connections and our network, especially when you are not doing well. You realize who's your real friends. So, you know, building those networks and helping each other. Well, thank you once again for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's been thank great. You. And guys, thank you for listening. So until we see each other next time, I want you all to take care of yourselves and each other. Tara a bit. Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you would like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, Tararabit. Listen, listen.